Hello, and welcome to Whispers of Lunabelle Island. This is a horror show and may include subject matter that some listeners might find disturbing, including depictions of helplessness, drug use, and violence. If that all sounds good, then please join us. Because if these things don't scare you, then we might just discover something that does. Why are you slapping yourself in the face, Brendan? Because he knows uh, he deserves punishment. Because I'm impulsive. I don't know. Look, don't kink shame him. Tanner, I'm going to need you to get up on your chair and make that ass clap every time. I'm going to need a says. boner check on Brennan. Brennan, <laughs> tell the class. Well, look at the shadow on the... Oh, okay. Massive. There it is. There she is, yeah. Very nice. A boner you know, they, like say a in, uh, they say in Greek history, the smaller the penis, the more brain. Yeah, you're more, more elegant. You're actually it's, it's... more attractive with a small penis. So, unfortunately, Brennan, <laughs> you are very unattractive by those standards. <laughs> yeah, oh shit, nerd! With your massive twelve-inch this hog. A hog. That's my favorite. Twelve-inch hog. It's a really small pig, but like yeah, it's you know, a real small. Depending pig. on like yeah, depending on the context, it's uh. Can either, we just name it's this a small pig, but a small. massive hog? Yeah. Can we mm. can we name this episode twelve-inch hog? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. People are gonna click in and be like, the fuck? <laughs> we got 186,000 downloads. I think that's, that's just that, yeah. We just gotta start clickbaiting our audience <laughs> yeah. a lot more. And we just don't mention like pigs, hogs, or penises the whole fucking show. <laughs> that's gonna be difficult. Time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the three things I think about. <laughs> And I'm a vegetarian, so take with that information what you will. I've already <laughs> taken that information. All right. Well, we're just going to jump straight in here. Um, I'm going full hog. Raw think, hog. <laughs> just for... <laughs> hog it out. So, uh... Uh, Scorpion, Ronnie, Agent Oakley, we're... hogs out? God damn it. <laughs> Hogging Molly. That's unacceptable. I don't like Baby hog No, not too far. I want to know what hog is. I want you to show me. <laughs> I'm going to go do some laundry. I'll be back in like 45 minutes. Yeah, once you guys have kind of got this all like your system. Hour, it's fine. <laughs> no, I just need to hog the air time for a minute. Uh, you started this. Everybody in mood for this in the mood for this uh, spooky horror game. Is the, is the tension properly building? Uh, I'm afraid of the hog. I don't know where I'm it is. This hog, bro. Oh fuck. I'm gonna chug the rest of this beer now. Yeah, I feel like I need more alcohol after that. God damn it, that was funny. Hog so, uh, are you gonna let me start this or not? Uh, the the retribution here is thick, Zane. Oh, I see somebody changed. Wait, have the balls always been blue on the giant Strickland Cummery penis? No, they haven't. If somebody's tuning into this episode, like without hearing the context of that, they're gonna be real confused. There this, isn't a whole lot of context on that. This may be the last episode of the Reroll Gaming Podcast. <laughs> We gotta go out on top, finish strong. <laughs> okay. 
The team with the body. Did you? Where'd you guys drop it specifically? Are you visible from the road? I mean, no. We hiked. Didn't we hike like miles? No, I mean, you guys had come up to the park. I mean, like, we're near houses, that, but yeah, they're just abandoned. You, so they're, hopefully, yeah, could have found like. So yeah, we're not like, like too far from a road, I'm assuming, but like it's an abandoned road. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Like we well, probably the, like. Yeah, I I can't say much because at some point we failed so many checks. I just dropped the body and burnt it. So, right. So you get to pick where we are. I mean, obviously we wouldn't be right next to the road, but we are twenty feet underground with a cement barrier on top, so nobody yeah. will ever find the body. If You're if I get in the sheriff's house, yeah, yeah. I meant the I meant the DM got to choose. I mean, I think that if you were just the handler, kind of. Yeah, if you were just trying to get it done then and there, you know, you could have like ducked into like a backyard of a house. Yeah, or probably like, like between some houses, okay. like with a little some obstruction to like if some you were driving, you cover, yeah. yeah, but I guess it's yeah. a fire. So you'd probably see the light. But yeah. So. Scorpion, you're standing there. Probably still processing. This whole incident that took place not even 30 minutes ago. Your knife went through this thing's neck. And it stood up off the ground. After it seemingly had been put down for good and wasn't getting back up, the flames that have engulfed its body have only seemed to risen it once again, and it's crawling slowly but surely towards you, its legs still wrapped in smoldering, melting plastic. And I... You're probably just sort of, like, jaded to it at this point. You're still coming off of that adrenaline dump you had not that long ago. I think Scorpion's actually kind of like almost enamored with it. Like once it gets even remotely close, taking one big step back, but just like like a child watching a fire, like this corpse burning, still crawling and moving. He's just quite like smoking a cigarette and just thousand yard stare at this thing kind of like watching a weird insect on the sidewalk or something like that. It's literally the meme of Matthew McConaughey when he's like dragging on the cigarette really hard. <laughs> right. That's like one of my favorite yeah. memes ever to his face. And that is just so like it's so good. Perfect. Yeah. And after after a few moments of watching this lifeless corpse crawl around this backyard in the middle of this island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, it falls silent. The flames continuing to engulf its body. And it lies there motionless. And I think after a few more moments of processing this, you hear the familiar sound of the Ford F-150 rumbling its way up the road. And I turn and head towards Maya and Ronnie. As he comes up to us, Ronnie will just be like, is it done? No trace? No one will know something fucked up happened? Somebody will know something fucked up happened. That's for damn sure. But they won't know it was slug, us. Slug yeah, but will they know, like... All over the yard? With a corpse with, like, <laughs> half of a melted yeah. shower curtain fused through its skin and a giant knife wound in the neck. It's not going to be... Natural. Oh my God, how did he die? 
<laughs> I don't know if something very normal happened here. It, definitely suicide. Roll it and this, close the case. This man <laughs> obviously tripped on his utensils while taking a shower and I engulfed himself mean, in. <laughs> we're not making fun I of you, Ronnie. We're, that something unnatural is happening. Yeah, I I think he's like, Scribbins like, started burning and it wasn't dead, or I guess. I don't know, man. It was dead, but fuck. It was still moving. We. But the flames got it. Not much left. How do you destroy this type of thing? Fire seemed to work well. Cut it to bits. Maybe. Maybe Stanley's got it right. Maybe this whole ass island needs to be scrubbed clean. Hey, one body does not mean we gotta kill a whole whole island. Also, that's if that into... if that's the case, we should shoot ourselves. We're infected. Our mission isn't to wipe clean the island. Maybe there should be a way that to contact the people that sent us on this the because whole this reason... has become bigger than the mission we were sent here for. You're right, Maya. We, we've we completed our mission. We found the team. We got a sample. No. We just need to put it in that kit, test it. But the whole point, the whole reason I joined, that I'm here, is to make sure this doesn't become another fucking Majestic 12. We found half the team. Well, at least we, we know where the other one is, too. No one and getting them's two different things. And look, Ronnie, I, I'm not saying I want to napalm this goddamn place like Cambodia. I'm just saying. One body turns into two, turns into four, turns into eight, turns into 16. That's where I'd like to draw my line in this. I don't want to be the force that takes that step. I don't want yeah. to be the reason that, and he points back at this sort of dimming light. I don't want to be the reason that gets off this fucking island. I'm You're just right, saying... Ronnie. What if we are infected? I'm gonna go back to our lives? That guy, he said that we gotta clean out the island, but he also said his partner had an idea that he thought he could. He could save everyone. We need to find him. Yeah, I agree. But I think at this point, the truck is rumbling up the road, too, and you guys see the headlights. Scorpion looks over his shoulder and looks back and he says, All I'm saying is you make a big deal and, and say, implying how ridiculous it is that we should just shoot ourselves and kill this whole island. I just want you to know, Ronnie, that may be something we have to consider. I'm not ready to consider it yet. That means killing everyone, kids included. Fuck. And then she'll start flashing her flashlight towards the truck, assuming she knows it's our truck. Flashes her boobs right at him. <clears throat> oh yeah, that's Ronnie. There's Ronnie right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, before we step too far away of this, um, Scorpion, I imagine this is probably kind of where you're going with this, but I do think that uh, 
the parallels between this situation and what you might have to do kind of like conjunct you know the conjunction with like your backstory and everything i think is kind of causing a lot of emotions right now when i think when ronnie says like kids too like it's almost like scorpion didn't even think of that right um so the state of the body that you left it by the end what was that like burning not moving yeah it would take a while to burn a body take a long time high heat which we won't get in that circumstance like yeah in this circumstance it's mostly just trying to hide evidence i guess but it ain't incineration it's just covering tracks do you think that that as he pointed what sorry covering tracks do you think that was achieved successfully best we can do with tools we got might be achieved in the fingers won't be pointing at us but I don't know that they won't be able to tell that something weird ain't going on maybe we do need to dig a hole or I don't know you got a big enough knife to cut into this thing not to cut it apart and well digging a hole we don't have hours we got to get the fuck away from here and even if we dig a hole people might find it your Nolan buddy might find it Less likely to find something buried than just laying there. And our our mission is to hide this type of shit. Our mission is obscure and deflect. We don't have to leave without a trace. We gotta make sure that nobody knows that burnt corpse was walking. You did this outside, though? You didn't do it inside a home? It was just, like, out in the open? It wasn't, like, it was tucked away a little bit, but it was not, like, in a house. It was like in a backyard or something. Mm-mm. Well, I'm still under the impression that we should at least hide it. <laughs> at Did least it stop moving. What do you want to do? You guys want to go dig six feet? No, in I this even just put it inside one of the houses, like in a closet or something. If Every... any D- decomp can settle in, at least that buys us time. If you walk, someone comes in here and sees it just lying there, there's just a takes a couple minutes to buy us a lot more time. Okay, go pick up that burning corpse and drag it into a house. Try not to burn it down. Shove it in there. Try not to burn yourself and try not to get caught in an extra couple hours out here with a body. I guess the biggest thing is to stop moving. Is it going to move again? It stopped moving. Did it stop moving? Handler? Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) I I thought it was still moving when you walked away. Okay. He told me it stopped moving. And I mean, specifically, Ronnie, you've seen what fire does to human beings. If this thing burns long enough, you know that, like, I just want to make sure it doesn't necessarily appear unnatural to someone if they find it. It's going to look like somebody burned a body out here. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, that's kind of where I where uh, Maya's headspace was too. Is like anything that can we can add to the that the elements add more doubt, I guess. If we all three had shovels, we had a home to go back to, we had an alibi, and we had unlimited time here, knowing we won't be disturbed. Yeah, we can make sure this thing's never found. But the best we can do right now, burn this corpse, maybe some coyotes rip it apart, and they got nothing to work with. Well, in uh, Agent Oakley, too, you could definitely, like, you're kind of flashing back to your time maybe spent as a field agent. 
when you've been part of like homicide investigations, you know when you find a body by itself that's been burned thoroughly, it's almost a dead end. Yeah. So I, that's kind of where I think that like of, yeah. I mean, me as a player knows a lot about like not a lot, but like knows like weird decomposition, random bullshit because of like mm. the I like true crime. But then yeah, Maya totally. knows because of her job. So yeah, um, and I would yeah. say Maya Oakley specifically knows that like given the current circumstances this is probably the best option and honestly the more you move and disturb the body the more evidence you might leave behind yeah i think that she was just trying to was overthinking and she ultimately turns to scorpion and it's like, i mean it's you're it's right also, we need to leave it's also a very stressful situation yeah <laughs> that's what i'm saying so yeah I imagine like, the truck's pulling up because I've been yeah. flashing while we've been talking with the flashing oh, yeah, the no, whole I, time. Yeah. Ronnie, put your they, shirt I on. They, I think, yeah, I think, uh, I think Dan and um, Dr. Green would have sort of been a part of the last section of this conversation. So if they have anything to say about it, too. <laughs> I just really like the idea of like us like <clears throat> well, all arguing about this. And she's like, woo! <laughs> like the whole time. Just, but she's still angry and like arguing yeah. while it's It's with her flashlight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In case anyone well, missed yeah, that. Well, yeah, so they can see using your flashlight on your boobs <laughs> so they can see it. Yeah. yeah. The headlights on the on the Ford aren't that bright. Just driving us. You want to show off recognize your own those. headlights too. Ah, Senator. <laughs> God, Senator. <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys, are all, you guys are all linked back up at this no, point. No, so okay. I, I would have probably gotten out in the middle of this argument and I would have kind of put my hand like forcefully down on the hood to make a noise to make a break in the conversation and I would just go this whole island's compromised get in the truck we need to go and we need to talk yeah looks like you got things whooped here we need to get that uh that kit they gave us it's already out it's already I'll ready the sample. I'll take the sample I'll go into the kit and I'll and I'll and I'll sit in the driver's seat and I'll wait for a moment and I'll lean my head out and I'll say, "Are we doing this now? Or are we going for the other agent?" Can you do it in the back? Sure. I'll, I'll drive. Grab the, I'll grab the kit and I'll sit in the back and I'll say, "Question still stands: Are we making contact now? Or are we going to try to get the other agent out of here if he's still alive?" What's going on with the the sheriff? The sheriff's infected. What time and is it? It is currently. That's funny. I'm just looking at the timeline and stuff right now, trying to. It's got to be like um, two in the morning, right? I was just gonna say it's approximately two o'clock in the morning. The sheriff's infected. What and do you mean he's infected? Thinking back, thinking back on it, the uh, the hunter, uh, Dylan. He, Nolan. Uh, Nolan. Nolan. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Dylan's worry, the, I, I, mean, is I wrote region. all these characters, and I am yeah. just now starting to like get to the point where I know <clears> them <throat> off the top but, of my uh, head. Yeah. For some reason, today's a na- bad name day. We all it is. To, it is yeah. to <clears throat> get it. And last week, and we record day. these every week, one <laughs> at yep. a time. We never <laughs> ever do more than one. We we never also take three weeks off in between recording sessions ever. We're always as sharp as we'll ever be, for better or worse. <laughs> but um, thinking back on it, Nolan's exhibiting some same signs and symptoms, and I bet you that most of these bastards on this island are too. Freddy, what do you mean infected? Did he attack you? No, but he had, uh, I can describe it as early onsets of blood poisoning, very, very angry red veins around his eyes and 
and in his eyeballs. And just like as you're describing this and your pulse is kind of like heightening, you recall, and it was kind of hard to see since it was in the dead of night and there was so much going on, but Sebastian as well, you you think back and notice he thought maybe he was just tired, but same thing. Fuck. If you want my opinion, we need to find Dylan and we need to extract him because if any one of us have been infected and if anybody on the mainland, including those officers who took in that lady, have been exposed, if we can get a cure to prevent this from getting out, that's what we need. But this island, this island's gone. That's our, for sure, our number one priority. It, and it's even time sensitive. We might need to do it sooner rather than later. But well, we also need to make sure they don't suspect that we know. Correct. But can we share? Sorry, go ahead. Can we talk about this in the truck? We we should go back. It's late. Where are we driving? There's a corpse. Let's go back to our place, equip ourselves, sleep, and get ready. One more I, thing before we leave. Sorry to cut you off, but... The sheriff is heading out to the Strickland estate because his deputy went up there and hasn't checked in. He asked for support, and I told him we would if we could, but... The Strickland Fuck. estate, that's where where Dylan was, right? That's Belly of the Beast. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, we got an excuse to go in? Fuck, that's we a good got, point. Uh, that's why excuse. I bring it up. Uh... If you want my opinion, it's now or never. What do you think, Soldier Boy? You got the experience here. Yeah, I, th I think this is a good. It's a good opportunity to accidentally witness what's going on on this fucking island in front of the sheriff. Fuck. Well, if the sheriff's infected, he might be. He might turn on us, but. Okay. We can get closer if he don't. If he lets us in and he doesn't know we're there snooping. I've got a plan. If we go do this on our way there, let's create a bug out plan so that we can get off this island. All right. I'll drive. You guys get in the back and plan. We got all the gear. Come on. Let's get in back and let's plan. Then I'll hop back into the into the truck and I'll say, am I doing this now? Or are we going to do this later? And I'll gesture at the, the sample reader. Now, the more we know, the better. I want to slam it into the sample reader. All right. Ronnie's so, yeah, starting you... to pull out while this is going on, and they're on the back, I'm guessing. Okay. Yeah, you guys are in the back of this truck, and you're leaving this, the dark clutches of this abandoned residential neighborhood. And Dr. Greenwood, as you're preparing this sample, you do notice the deep red, like very bright red crimson nature of what is supposedly blood. You prepare a sample, place it into the capsule, push it into the analyzer and press the button and after a few moments this mechanism inside begins whirring and turning as it's processing and after a few more moments there's a bright little chirp sure enough lights up yellow light partial match sample confirmed and then briefly after that you hear the sat phone beep what does the sat phone say? Awaiting satellite alignment. Fuck. 
and there's there's a beep or a uh, these three dots that are blinking. <sighs> Shit. Is there anything else that sh- like is there a thing that pops up like evacuate? <laughs> <laughs> Nope, that's all the information you got from these two devices. If you're curious on specifics, there is a the sample readout shows a 79% match. Can I take the sample out? Yeah, you can recover. Well, uh, the sample that you injected yeah. um, was basically it's like a little tiny like centrifuge. It kind of like deconstructs it, but you didn't have to use the entire blood sample. Okay. To fill that capsule. So taking that it, your taking question. it out does not stop like the satellite acquisition. No, no, definitely not. Okay. I think that seeing Freddy even look at anything besides the sat phone, Dan's going to grab it and just hit the hit the dial button and see what happens. On the sat on the sat phone? Yeah. I mean, it seems pretty it's not responsive to input at all in its current state. And it you ascertain that yeah, it looks like it's just waiting for the alignment of probably a specific satellite, not just any satellite. Is there any type of status bar on, like, when the satellite is lining up? Like, any type of countdown? Nope. Just those three dots blinking on and off. Um, can I just get a real quick rundown? Because this is like a pickup truck, right? Yeah. So, we got Ronnie driving. Dr. Greenwood's in the cab. And no, I'm in the back. You're in the back? Okay, excellent. So, we're all in the back. Ronnie's driving... Maya, are you in the cab or in the back? I do think I else. Yeah, I encouraged everyone to get in the back okay. except Ronnie. I just it, it's really funny to me like on these old roads like trying to like jam a sample in a sample reader <laughs> while we're all just like jostling around in the back. Right. And to be fair, I think I actually Which said is- this too when um when you guys checked it out the first time. This this for probably that specific reason, the sample this field analysis kit's like pretty idiot proof. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure. Ronnie knows he's doing that, so she's doing her best to do a smooth ride. Yeah. Um, right. But Scorpion is going to be like, Dan and Doctor, we. That agent that we went to bury or burn, plant, burn, whatever original fucking plan was, that thing started moving again, and it came up. It rose with this hunting blade deep in its neck after we all knew that thing was dead. It like reanimated? A... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I know that sounds fucking crazy, but it came up and we had to take it down again. And, you know, there's a part of me I thought maybe some sort of adrenaline, rigor mortis, something. I, I don't fucking know. You're the doctor. But... We, we took that corpse out, we wrapped it up, and we... I burnt it. And it was real burnt. Flaming. And it was still crawling, still inching towards me. Hunting knife in the neck, we had to pretty much rip it through, and it still got right back up. Soldier, I know you are a killer. So am I. But it, it's gonna take more than... More than what we think. We need to annihilate these corpses. Every corpse you double tap, triple tap, whatever you need to fucking do. Well, shit, Scorp. I know I count on you to be a soldier when it came to it. 
I have an out of character question. Uh, did we we know that uh, the agent is is he in the estate? Was that where Stanley was, was saying Dylan is? That he gave me a piece of paper that had a circle on it of the location, which we probably roughly know to be the estate. It was a quick. <clears throat> and yeah, actually, do you want to produce this and show it to the rest of the class? Yeah, I think point, I shared it. Who did I sh with the uh, Freddie and Ronnie? Oh yeah, yeah, I think you did. But maybe um, Dan hasn't. I'm not. It was no, it was Dan and Ronnie in the woods. Yeah, you didn't show oh, it for it. Okay. okay, okay. I'll just make sure everyone has seen it at this point. So yeah, and after spending some time looking at the actual map that you guys have, it's obviously a quick sketch of the map. There's um, a little more detailed spot that is clearly the Strickland Estate, and then there's a small stretch of beach just north of it, and it's circled. Um. Uh, Maya will be kind of lost in thought and is listening enough to, you know, provide this piece of paper in a time that makes sense and everything, but also says, um, as far as exposure goes, we've been exposed. We don't, how does this work? How do we know we're not infected to? Well, we can't. We don't know the pathology of whatever this is. We need Dylan if we're going to try and survive, if we want to confirm that we can go out and live our lives after this, this thing is going to try and acquire a satellite. I don't know what it's going to do after it acquires that satellite. It might give us a phone call. It might blow us all to hell. I say we have until this thing acquires to get Dylan, get down to the dock and get the hell off this island. All right. All right. We need to have a plan. We're, we're meeting up with the sheriff, right? We are. All right. And you guys have kind of started... Uh, you've made the turn and you're now driving down that long road that leads through the woods to the estate. This is bigger than us at this point. We need to contact the agency. This is more than I think... They keep can't expect to just keep sending people to get trapped or die. I think that the agency... I think the agency thinks that uh, either we have to be super good or this is a one-way trip. And by God, it ain't going to be a one-way trip for us. We also, just for Tanner's knowledge, we our only connection to reach the agency is a satellite phone, right? Yeah, like you can't connect so we can't. the agency until no, it connects. I, I, yeah. yeah, I didn't think that like we had another way. I'm just saying it might be, it's a point that, yeah, to make. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I just yeah. wanted to make sure I understood. Yeah, I mean, as soon as it connects, right. it'd be a good idea <clears throat> to just t touch base at least. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I'm not yeah. saying that like... I, Maya's just some, pushing that a little bit. I mean, that's, right. that's also an option. We can like be like, fuck this and try to just drive to the other side of the island and get a signal. Uh, right. I think that with with sat phones, it's pretty like the satellite that it's looking for is on the other side of the planet. Going to the other side of the island isn't going to do anything. Um, okay, we'll go. We'll just drive to the other side of the planet. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, our but truck's going uh, really water. fast. You can hydroplane. No problem. I, you know, we don't know what satellite it's waiting for, but if it's in low Earth orbit, we expect about a ninety to hundred and ten minute. Uh, orbit time. So we're so, and and Dan higher would actually know that from waiting on sat phones back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I know that. 
Yeah, I, I knew that I too. I, 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 that was actually, yeah, like I know exactly how long this specific high or low Earth orbit satellite is going to take to connect to your phone. I know My everything Vernon knows. My phone is T-Mobile. Oh, you'll never get connected. Um, Scorpion's going to say, all right. The way I see it, we got a couple obstacles here. We're joining up with the sheriff, but uh, Doc, as you said, he he might be compromised. Is Nolan gonna be there? I didn't inform him, but okay. I uh, I think we might see him. We need and to treat that sheriff as a potential enemy. Somebody who could shoot us in the back and kill us before we even find anything in the estate. I will watch the sheriff. I will take responsibility for him. You three, you guys got better eyes than I do. We need to get in there safely, as safe as possible, and we need to find this agent. But you, Maya, psychologist, Whenever we find this guy, you need to make sure it's him. Because right now, we don't know who is friend and who is foe. Y'all are real, real optimistic about finding this Dylan and if he's even alive. But man, we might have to kill our way out of that canter. Be ready. That's possible. I just need we may have to kill our way into it. You're also going to the estate, not the cannery. The cannery estate. <laughs> the can We're gonna stannery. can the estate. Cannery. <laughs> um, he'll he'll look at you and he'll go. Uh, look. In all honesty, we just need his notes. We need to know how to create this whatever it is. If we can save him, great. But if he's already gone, he's already gone. At this right. point, we can only trust the five people sitting here, and. Uh, I open the sliding back door to Ronnie in the who's driving in the cab. The window. Pass her a beer. The whole back window. Door the window. The, yeah. Yeah. The, oh, is you know there a window that's connecting us? Yeah. Usually, mm -hmm. usually there's yeah, like a slide. back little yeah. slide yeah. window. Back window. Oh, then yeah, I probably had that open. Listen. Yeah. I closed yeah. it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but, Driver, uh, Strickland Estate, please. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but there's a bit of a snag. He's gone up to the Strickland Estate because his son's there. His son's the hothead. Then he's probably dead. Probably is. Well, either that or his son is <sighs> going to try and kill us. At this point, I think the only thing we can assume is everything's going to try and kill us. Agreed. And the bounds of death don't apply, at least the way we thought. Right. Don't We can't forget that. At this point, you guys are approaching the estate on the final stretch of the road. Is there anything else you want to discuss before you arrive? I'm going to start handing out rifles. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys probably have a lot of your gear, like, still in the back all. of this thing. So, like, what oh, are you... Yeah. yeah, you going loud and proud? How are you going to explain all these rifles? At this point... I don't think it don't fucking matters. Yeah. This Second point, Amendment. <laughs> I don't know, man. These things seem to... Are they connected? He sees us with all these guns. Was the whole island going to know we got all these guns? If that's the case, they already knew you killed one of them. We didn't kill him. 
Well, did didn't we? You we have didn't to kill him, did we? Didn't he just no, die? He died. Stanley? Well, yeah. he did get up and we stabbed him in the neck. Well, uh, <laughs> and then sure. he tried to get back up but and get him anyway. Like, who wouldn't do that? Seeing <laughs> uh, human beings, probably. <laughs> I thought you were just playing like playing the game. They're like, we didn't kill him. Yeah, we didn't kill him. <laughs> I mean, like we didn't though. <laughs> he was dead. Again, can you can you kill a court zombie? Court of law, probably yeah. not gonna yeah. agree with you. But at this I, point, I agree. I'm just saying, from his eyes. When he actually died, we didn't kill him. <laughs> uh, yeah, Stanley, we didn't kill Stanley. We killed this zombie who wasn't Stanley anymore, if that's what you mean. I cast Raise Dead on Stanley's corpse. So <laughs> I, I want to call these like, things Mykonoids now. But, yeah, Dan's, like, uh, Dan's going to completely that's got a whole bunch of guns. Lock and load and step out of the back of the truck and be like, Jer, out here. So as you guys approach the end of this road and you're encroaching upon the gate of the Strickland estate, you see Sheriff McCready's cruiser parked, the headlights pointed at the gate. You see Sheriff McCready's cruiser parked, the headlights illuminating the front gate, which you can see as you get closer is open. And sure enough as you guys stop you're checking your gear loading up um you see sheriff mccready kind of like in a swift jog heading back towards the front gate from the inside of the estate kind of waving you down i'm gonna grab dan by the arm soldier Pops wait cool. up a second i'm gonna um hop out of the back and say I'll take care of this. And I'm going to hand my Mossberg to one of you two. And I'm going to say, hold this. And grab yeah, it. Hold it. I'm yeah. going to walk forward while you guys do that thing. You and Dan fighting over the Mossberg, Scorpion. No, we're just cute, like cutely holding it together. <laughs> stop. No, stop. Stop it. Stop. I just remember thinking you guys are like two kids. It's like, no, he told me to hold it. No. <laughs> You're going to make accidentally it go cock off. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... Okay. You alright, soldier? You look tired. Um, I'm pretty damn tired, Scorp. That was a shit ton of alcohol in that first glass or whatever, and then you gave me like seven more. I'm I'm pretty fucking tired. I don't think I'm drunk anymore, though. You're still a little drunk. I I might still be a little bit drunk. Alright. Dan, look at me. And he, like... We're backs facing the sheriff. Like, palm puts his palm on the hood of the car. Little baggie of cocaine. He's like, "Ain't nothing better in a firefight than this. This little white powder is the reason I'm still here. Not I'm, I'm not six feet under with a bullet in my head." Well, when you put it that way, <laughs> now stop. Suppository. Hi. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> this baggie here is an emergency. That is something you need when you need it. When this baggie is empty, you don't get any more in your entire life. You promise me that? I got. I. What, you, you just gonna show me this shit and then hold it on me forever? Yeah, I got, I got you. I need your word. I will use it. 
only when I have no other option. Just as with boy. this rifle and this pistol and this knife and yeah. One more thing. I love you. And I oh. kiss him on the lips gently. <laughs> run away together and build a life outside of all of this. Don't tell my what? ex-wife. <laughs> Don't tell my current wife to tell my ex-wife. <laughs> Don't tell my it. girlfriend either. <laughs> You'll never see none of them again. You'll never need It's oh. just us. Also, pro tip, I wouldn't let the doctor see that. He seems like kind of a fucking narc. <laughs> you just see a gun barrel go against his head. <laughs> You're under arrest. Are you on cocaine? <laughs> Doctor Greenwood's just like fucking doing a fat rail off the hood of, of the floor. Just like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> you guys know I'm a doctor. <laughs> there they are, sheriff. Right. They've got cocaine. <laughs> All right. So, well, yeah. While this is going on, uh, Doctor Greenwood, actually, uh, Ronnie and Maya, what are you guys doing while this is happening? Uh. As soon as I pulled up to give them in the back whatever time they need to finish getting ready, Ronnie doesn't take a gun or anything. She just gets out and walks to the sheriff. Okay. So you and Dr. Greenwood are both going running interference? Yeah. Okay. Maya, what are you doing? Mm, I don't like that Ronnie walked away without a gun. <laughs> She's got two. Well, I didn't leave you without a gun. No, I Left just don't arm, like right arm. <laughs> Ronnie knows that she's not good with a gun. Bang bang. Ronnie, do you have do you actually have like melee weapons skill? Um, I have Or is it like an unarmed? Unarmed is my go-to. Okay. What's, unarmed 120? What's your unarmed, just out of curiosity? I know it's way 81. better. 81. Is it 80? Holy <laughs> shit. What, sorry, my Discord it's fucked 81. up. 81. Holy shit. Yeah, that's a lot. You failed once. I just want once. to put Ronnie on point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just go Ronnie's around the court, guys, like, hello. Pinning <laughs> and tackling and just. Hell yeah. Putting people down. If we get uh, in combat, run honestly, at me and I'll fastball just, special you. Just take the yeah, gun and use it as a baseball <laughs> bat or something. Like, I'm just at him. Like, even like melee weapons, she's not that great at. She's oh. better with her hands. She okay. just needs lefty and righty. Mm-hmm. But that's right. exactly okay. why Ronnie shouldn't take point because the first round we take all the shots and we all die and then she runs in and punches them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then CPRs us all back to health. Yeah. So Maya, are you going with Ronnie? Well, she's just going straight up. Everyone I'm walking is... to the sheriff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Going I mean, up as soon as her. anyone starts going that direction, then she'll follow. Right. Are you grabbing a? Are you grabbing any gear? Are you grabbing a gun or anything? Um, yeah, I don't really, um, I mean, I always have a, what do I have? A pistol. You probably have at all now. times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Grab a rifle. Why not? Well, in here, we'll, yeah. we'll, pl- we'll do it this way. So just, uh, mm. yeah, let's just, um, so Dr. Greenwood, Ronnie, Maya, you approach the sheriff. He's approaching you guys, and um, I think Maya, you especially picked this up. Where once was this kind, more like jovial sheriff with maybe like a little bit of an air of almost like comical authority. You now just see a scared man, a scared father worried for his son. And as he approaches you guys, 
he says uh, he gestures towards this other police cruiser that you know now from your previous encounter to belong to Sheriff Deputy Ellen McCready and he says it's it's all run out of gas he wouldn't have just left he wouldn't have just left it running he's smarter than that and he turns and gestures back towards the gate and says the gates was open too when I arrived he's he knows he's not supposed to go in there and he turns back to you tears almost welling up in his eyes at this point he says why would he do that Sheriff, sometimes we do weird things in hard situations. Maya would like to use her psychotherapy skill to just try to instill reason um, and say um, there must be a reason uh, hmm, I don't know what to say. Um, well, yeah, I mean, like, tell me, like, what exactly you're just trying to calm him down, basically, right? To just, like, to basically say there must be a reason, even if we don't know of it yet, you just have to have trust that the reason was a good one. And to have, to kind of place that trust back in the place it should be, which is in his son. Right. Um, and I think you, yeah, you probably kind of like reassure him too, you know, like your your son's not a stupid person. Exactly. Like, like there's like, there has to be a good reason why this is happening right now. Even if there's not, like, I don't know what happened, but it doesn't matter. Okay. So, yeah, I think that, yeah, you do reassure him a little bit and he takes, maybe you have him take a couple breaths and everything. And you also, you guys can all tell this is a small island town. Things like this don't happen so he's kind of like this is sort of a test of his ability as a sheriff and he's almost like he's almost like failing by most regards because of his emotional state Maya is trying to keep him confident and like um stable as long as he will be because she knows that he's infected based on what they said and that this is coming to an end in one way or another like he is not going to remain the person that he is so the remainder of the time she wants him to be the most confident strong person that he can be until that point to okay. uh, you know be there for the cause that because it's like as much as we everyone of course wants everyone to survive this but realistically that's just not going to happen okay yeah I think uh, Dan has been uh, scanning inside the gate with the uh, the flashlight on I what what kind of rifles do we have again I apologize. I uh, whatever you brought with you. I know, Dan, you said you had a couple AR-15s back in Seaside. I don't know how much of that you actually brought with you, though. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I assume I would have at least brought one or two. Well, here's, here's what I remember from re-listening uh, to the episodes is you brought one and then you offered one to anybody who wanted to take it. I didn't yep. take one. I have my Sonoff shotgun and my Colt 2000. That's All right. American 2000. Um, <laughs> I think Dr. Greenwood had his own. I think Ronnie didn't take one. I don't know about Maya. Don't Maya remember. probably wouldn't have taken a rifle, I don't think. I also wouldn't put put it past Dan if nobody takes a rifle to t- to bring to as well. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, Dr. Greenwood, you have your own gear, right? You have your... Do you have your lever? Excuse me, your lever action? Jesus. No, 
Do that again, you monster. <laughs> yeah. No, let it ride. Nobody my, listening to the uh, podcast wants to hear me. I lost my uh, lever action in the uh, house fire in Big Oh, Denver. right, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, just I guess to reiterate, though, what gear did... Um, I guess between Dan and Dr. Greenwood, what gear did you have in the back of the truck? Well, my 1911, which is always concealed on my hip. Um, I have a Mossberg 598-1, um, some tack gear, uh, radios that we used last time. Um, just standard survival gear, I guess, okay. for me. And then medical gear. I also brought medical gear. Right. Yeah, just in terms of... Of. At this point, I'm hearing that basically between all of you, you have the you have the outfit that you brought with you. You have the gear that you brought with you. Probably not a whole lot of passing out guns going on at this point. So, like, Dan, what do you what equipment are you bringing in? Um, I will bring in my AR-15 for sure. Uh, okay, and then obviously my two sidearms and my knife. Okay. Dr. Greenwood, you have a little bit. Of, you have a moment to prep your gear. What are you prepping? Well, yeah. So while I was in the back uh, prepping everything, I would have put my. It's 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 basically my old army vest, but instead of it being like mags and and stuff, it's a whole bunch of medical supplies. So I've turned gotcha. it into basically like a medical vest. Well, um, you were a combat medic. I right? was a. Well, I was a. I was a. Uh, I was a. Uh, worked in a mash unit, so I was. I was one of the surgeons in the mash unit, but. Um, okay. Yeah, I would have. I would have had. That I would stuff. imagine there'd be. You would have that equipment. Yeah, as a absolutely. Though, I, absolutely. I'm sure. So, and then there's like a dump mag. Uh, pouch off the left which has a whole bunch of shotgun shells but that's really the only armament on there so a whole bunch of like combat medical supplies is what I'm wearing yeah Yeah. so I think between all of the gear that you have in terms of your medical supplies and everything I think it's fair to say that you can bring one long gun with you in addition to like your sidearm and everything so what are you packing are you packing the Mossberg or the rifle well Dan has his rifle I would have I'd probably do the Mossberg but that's okay. why I handed it to them because I wanted to approach gotcha. the sheriff without like an apparent weapon. Sure. Okay. So at this point, Dan, you've approached the open gate. You're surveilling. What? Yes. Ronnie. Real point. Ronnie has crotches. Oh, sorry, I didn't see that. <laughs> I do think when they're handing out guns, that Ronnie asked them to toss up her bulletproof vest that she brought. Yeah. I think we established all two. You guys all have level two, like small caliber. Yeah. And that would vests. be in my my combat vest that I have on. Yeah. Right, yeah, totally. Okay. So, at this point, Dan, you've moved up. You're scanning the perimeter and the inside of the gated-off compound with your flashlight. Is it attached to your rifle? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Dan, Dan would have a like anything really combat-ready, kind of like you're grabbing it, knowing you're going into a fight, is going to have a laser sight and a flashlight on it. Yeah, gotcha. And I think at this point, too, anybody who's standing with the sheriff, when you see Dan pass you, obviously, like now at this point, fully kitted and ready for action, he kind of glances over and then turns back to you guys. And not really in like an accusatory tone, he looks at you guys and says, y'all aren't really a film crew, are you? Right now, it don't matter what we are, sheriff. Right now. Are the only people that may be able to help you save your son. We've uh, gone to a lot of different sites and different things. I'm sure uh, Scorpion here can tell you about some of them if you want to hear it. 
We're here to help. Every single one of us is a soldier. Are we ready to move? Mark Hernandez, head of security. I actually approved all of this. Uh, it's really important for our insurance company for us to be armed and equipped. Uh, we yeah, you gotta be our surprised Second what Amendment you have to do and, uh, to get into Canada these days. <laughs> Quite frankly, you know, uh, this is, drives down our insurance rates and premiums, and and it, it's Hollywood. So yeah, we're we're <laughs> these are documentary. All props. These we're are documentary all from the <laughs> Well, I was, I, and I think Scorpion was going for more of a, like, we've gone to dangerous places to film. Sure. Scorpion was going for more of Tan was making a funny joke. And I think, <laughs> I think, uh, I think all joking aside, yeah, at this point, um, Ronnie comes up leading up the group and, uh, Dr. Greenwood, Dr. Greenwood, you turn towards her and she tosses you your Mossberg. Thank you. And I'll rack it and I'll say, all right, Sheriff, lead the way. Uh, anything we should expect? The Sheriff regards you guys one by one and kind of wiping away maybe one of the tears from his eye. He turns towards the open gate in the looming darkness of the Strickland estate and places his hand on his 38 special sitting in his holster and says I don't know none of us have ever been in here before and an eerie silence creeps over the forest as if the animals themselves are hiding from something and we'll see you guys next time <laughs> on Delta Green's no. season 2 no <laughs> I immediately Sorry. take Scorpion's flare gun and shoot the sheriff. <laughs> I don't like myself. I don't like this place. I don't like this adventure, and I want to go home. Well, you're already home. Yep, this is this is your home now. Thank you for listening to the Reroll Gaming Podcast. This actual play, Whispers of Lunabelle Island, is published by arrangement with the Delta Green Partnership. The intellectual property known as Delta Green is a trademark and copyright owned by the Delta Green Partnership, who has licensed its use here. The contents of this document are copyright Zane Gehring, excepting those elements that are components of the Delta Green intellectual property. Want to follow us on social media, listen to another episode, or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we can use in our games. The reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright Zane Gehring. The Chronicles of Rail theme and the Frequency theme are copyright Tanner Prentice. Please consider donating to our Patreon if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more, and with your support, we can make a lot more. New episodes of Whispers of Lunabelle Island release every Friday at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you then.